0: Well, let's turn our attention to this now. The Gauteng Premier, David Mankura, says he's concerned about the 8 million unvaccinated people in the province and he fears that they may fall prey to the newly discovered COVID-19 variant Omicron and may accelerate its spread. Tabo Masebe is the Gauteng government spokesperson and joins us now. Uh, Mr Masebe, good morning to you and thank you for your time today.
1: Uh, Good morning, Cathy.
0: Let's just talk about you know, the increase that we've been seeing in COVID-19 uh, cases in the country, particularly in the province, that are driven by this Omicron variant. How concerned are you about the rate at which uh, cases seem to be increasing right now?
1: Uh, of course, we are very concerned. And what uh, concerns us more is uh, the fact that uh, some of the people who are contracting the virus might actually end up getting uh, seriously ill and requiring uh, hospital care. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's really our concern. Uh, so we that's why we are urging people to get vaccinated so that uh, they are protected against severe illness, hospitalization and death in the event they do contract the virus.
0: While we do have a high number of people that are not vaccinated, there's still are quite a lot of um, you know, people that have been vaccinated. How does this affect your preparations then in terms of the amount of capacity you think you may need um, for the, the peak of the infections?
1: Our well, preparations we've worked with the experts and scientists. Uh, they have done the number crunching. Uh, and their modeling tell us that uh, um, we might expect that uh, up to about 4,000 people would require hospital care at the peak uh, of this uh, new uh, infections that we are seeing, uh, which is expected to be uh, within the next two weeks. Uh, so we are ready. We do have uh, sufficient capacity at both uh, public and private uh, hospitals. But of course, we would prefer that uh, people do take care of themselves so that they don't find themselves needing to be uh, hospitalized. Mm.
0: Compare that to us for the kind of capacity that you would have needed in the previous waves of the virus, so whether it's the third or the second and maybe even the first.
1: Uh, This is lower compared to the third wave because during the third wave, uh, the At the peak, we required 9,000 hospital beds. Uh, And in fact, almost all of them were utilized, uh, but we did manage. But uh, that that was the highest number of hospital beds that was uh, required uh, due to the high number of infections. Uh, Now we are seeing the high numbers uh, still even uh, in this uh, 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 period, Uh, But the projections uh, by the modelers is that uh, we can expect uh, up to 4,000 that uh, we would need about 4,000 hospital beds at the peak uh, of the infection. As I said, which is going to be about two weeks' time. uh, And we are confident that uh, with the current capacity we will manage. We do have uh, more than that uh, number 4,000 and should the number exceed that uh, we also are able to repurpose uh, more hospital beds so that we can care for people who uh, uh, test uh, positive for COVID and who need hospital care. Mm.
0: We'll continue this conversation with Tabo Masebe, the Gauteng government spokesperson after this quick break. Is your shopping list longer and your time shorter? Discam Delivered's got you covered. From healthcare essentials to baby food, beauty and toiletries. Whatever you need, Discam Delivered. Download our easy-to-use Discam app and shop over 7,000 Discam products at in-store prices that will be delivered to you within 60 minutes. Now you can relax while we deliver your essentials to you. It's that simple. Discam Delivered, from us to you on demand.
2: Hashtag SFM Talking Point.
0: We continue the conversation on the talking point, and we are in conversation with Tabo Masebe. He's the Gauteng government spokesperson. We're talking about the level of preparedness and readiness for the fourth wave, effectively, of COVID-19 in the province. So, Mr. Masebe, rather, a lot of people are going to now be focusing on what they can expect going into the festive season around, uh, you know, potential travel restrictions, potential lockdowns, with Gauteng being the province that is currently the most affected, what are the conversations that government is having on how it will approach any potential lockdowns?
1: Well, we all want to enjoy the festive season without any lockdown. Uh, but the choice is ours Uh, if we want to enjoy the festive season without lockdown we have to get vaccinated Uh, we have long said uh, we need to get uh, 70 percent of the adult population vaccinated uh, so that we can all be safe uh, during this uh, wave of infections Uh, so again we really want to call on the people to get vaccinated those who are not yet vaccinated to get to the nearest uh, vaccination site and get registered and so they can get their jab. Uh, it is very important, and we're going to spend the next week, actually, the Vuma vaccination week, uh, uh, talking to people everywhere in the province, especially in the areas where we know that uh, the numbers of uh, unvaccinated people are still high. Uh, so really, we would like to appeal to all the people of Gauteng, let's get vaccinated because the vaccine is the best weapon uh, against uh, uh, the, um, against COVID-19. Uh, even this uh, uh, Omicron uh, uh, variant, uh, those that are vaccinated uh, tend to be uh, protected against uh, severe illness, hospitalization and death. Uh, we've seen that... Uh, uh, the number of people who are now uh, admitted in hospital, uh, most of them are actually unvaccinated, uh, which uh, does uh, give any indication that uh, uh, the vaccines do indeed uh, protect against uh, uh, hospitalization. So we really want to make uh, an appeal to all the people, let's get vaccinated so that we can be safe but also so that we can avoid uh, lockdown.
0: M- Mr. Masebe, what happens if the vaccination targets are not met? So uh, I hear you in, on encouraging people to go and get vaccinated um, as yes. a way of preventing potential lockdowns. But, uh, you know, you plan for the best and, and the worst case scenarios.
1: Well, we always plan for the worst case scenario. The worst case scenario is that more people will get uh, uh, infected and some of them might require hospital uh, uh, care. Uh, We are ready. We do have capacity to care for them. But the best case scenario is when more people are vaccinated so that even if they do get the the virus, they will not end up uh, in hospital or even in ICU. Uh, Certainly, uh, they will not die. Uh, So um, that's really our appeal. Uh, but of course, it is in the in 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 our hands, in the people's hands. Uh, they decide uh, the choice is theirs uh, whether to get vaccinated or not to get vaccinated. And of course, as I said, if more people get vaccinated, we will most likely uh, avoid any further lockdown. Uh, and of course, uh, our hospitals will continue. Uh, there will be the, the pressure on the hospitals will also be lessened.
0: Let me uh, go to Brian, who, one of our listeners, who's calling us from Cape Town. Brian, good morning.
3: Good morning to you, Kathy. Yes. Uh, I, just hope, I just hope what I'm going to ask your guest and yourself uh, is relative, He's in you know, a huge way relative to me, but I don't know whether he views it. Look, this international uh, European uh, Tamil ban on South Africa, Regarding this Omicron um, virus, I've asked a question on Tuesday past. You were not there. And Dr. nzweli I think he is, uh, from the CSIR. Uh, do you know him at all? Um,
0: I, I'm not sure which, which doctor you're speaking about, Brian, but you can just go ahead and make your point.
3: Yeah. Look, uh, you had you, um, your your colleague had him on as a guest, uh, okay. Doctor Israeli of the CSIR, and I pose this question because since this omnicom has reared its head, I'm here just hearing one side of the story. And as an interested, this is not really my field of interest, but I follow what's going on. And um, what has happened is that all that I'm hearing from the media is that. Uh, certain countries in Europe have imposed a travel ban on South Africa and other SADC countries. But I'm only hearing one side of the story. They haven't given us one the, all the reasons for that lockdown um, at, for, and also which countries. I mean, uh, on Monday, Sunday, it was only certain countries in Europe. And then uh, Monday we heard on the news that it was also, in addition to that, was the USA... Uh, uh, imposing a travel ban and Ethiopia, even an African country, mm. um, and Japan, and uh, there was noise about Australia so, as so, well. So, so,
0: so, Brian, I just want to understand: what information do you feel you're not being given?
3: We're not given the reason why the USA have imposed this travel ban and those European country countries, and also Japan and Ethiopia. Mm. There's, no, there's only a mention and there's attack on these uh, countries for imposing a travel ban on African countries. But they're not telling us what those reasons are. I mean, previously with the first travel ban, uh, Britain mentioned that they don't want to accept uh, the South African uh, travelers because of the, um, the uh, certificates which were handwritten. Because of the, as a result of all the corruption in the country. Now, my question is, I would, second time around, I'd like to know what all those reasons are. Given the fact that there's such a high, over $2 has been looted from P.E. funds.
0: Yeah. And
3: that would lessen lessen the um, the infection, the um, inoculation of, the vaccination of these, um, uh, of, of the virus, of the vaccine.
0: Look, Brian, as far as I understand, you know, that's been part of the criticism, again, for why these bans have been implemented. Because when you look at the initial comments that were made coming out of these countries, it very much seemed to be an effort to prevent the variant from entering their borders or, you Mm -hmm. know, from them Mm -hmm. having Mm -hmm. to deal with higher cases. But the reality is, you know, now that more work is being done, um, this virus, this variant, rather has been detected in about 22 countries internationally and yeah. you know and it was detected in some european countries even before south african scientists had uh, made the announcement about omicron so it's been circulating in you know in parts of europe uh, since at least the early parts of november
3: yeah but i mean uh, what i would like i mean the the, the, the media must tell us these are the reasons that they have bans of Africa and other countries in the Sahel region from entering there. You know. Okay, all right, Brian. Because we we we, 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 we only given one side of the story. It's it's uh, it's it's not acceptable. You know what I mean?
0: Okay, Brian.
3: Okay. Let's thanks. leave it there.
0: Let's leave it there for this morning. Um, Brian out in Cape Town. It's 10.30. Let me go to the latest headlines. I'll continue with Tabo Masebe. Perhaps he also wants to weigh in on what Brian was saying. Zolekat good morning to you again.
2: Play your part. Reject and report abusers. Act and don't look away. Do not protect abusers. Report them. SAFM supports 16 Days of Activism. Hashtag moving from awareness to accountability. Hashtag SAFM Talking Point.
0: We're taking a look at the state of COVID-19 readiness, particularly in Gauteng. Tabo Masebe is the Gauteng government spokesperson. I'll also take a couple of more calls. Uh, Mr. Masebe, maybe just a chance for you. I don't know if there's anything you wanted to weigh into the issue that Brian is raising on the reasons that were given by these countries for the ban on South Africa?
1: Yeah, well, it's a difficult one, uh, uh, KP. Uh, But my own view is that uh, it's it's better if the multilateral institutions uh, of government are able to deal with these issues and provide leadership. And in this case, uh, it is the WHO that should be giving that uh, guidance. Uh, But in the absence of that, obviously, countries uh, believe that uh, they need to act in the best interest of uh, their own uh, citizens and uh you, that's why you've seen a lot of uh, unilateral uh, decisions on this matter but it would really be best if uh, there was uh, all of them were acting on the guidance of the who mm. let me go obviously to- we yeah. are affected as a province also because uh, there are a number of people who ordinarily would have planned uh, to visit south africa and some of them would have spent some time in Houten, uh, and that is not going to happen because of the travel ban but it, it, these are decisions that are made by the individual countries uh, there's nothing we can do as the province
0: Mr. Masebe alright it looks like we've lost um, Tabo Masebe there but we'll try and get him back up on the line I want to take Makosonke Makosonke uh, you're calling us from Jamlani good morning
2: good morning how are you?
0: I'm alright how are you?
2: Okay, I hope you will be able to ask Mr. Massele for me there. Yes, um, we're, we're,
0: we're getting him back on the line.
2: Okay. So, can I go ahead and ask what I yes, want to
0: Yes, yes, you can go ahead.
2: <clears throat> Look, I just want to find out from him that why would they expect the citizens of Gauteng to line up with the program of vaccinating while they don't have programs that stimulate the imagination of the citizens? To line up with their programs, why would they expect that because you see not only government but i found that a lot of leadership they don't bother themselves in 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 being in terms of stimulating the imagination of the of those that they are leading mm. but they expect them to comply with the vision that they're having and i'm thinking there's nothing there why would you expect people to 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 line up with your vision while you didn't actually intentionally deal with their imagination to be able to comply with with, with, with whatever it is, whatever business that you are having. Because right now, seriously, there's going to be a serious problem here. When they they approach now, they're going to mandatory uh, uh, vaccination. What if now there's no link between the imagination of the people and the leadership? You know, so I just wanted to actually answer me there, and then I'm and I'm not saying it's only the government that's having that problem. Mm. Leadership almost what I what have not what, what I've observed, uh, 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 I found that that's been a, a serious challenge where there's, there's, there's been lack of success because people are thinking whatever they're thinking, and the leadership is having this vision, you know. Okay, so please. Please find
0: out that for me. Okay. mister uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Masebe, I'm sure you've heard the bulk of what Marcosonke is saying, and he's really asking there've been no programs to try and reach people, at least effectively up until now. Why is there an expectation that people will simply comply because government suddenly says that it's urgent?
1: No, I, I really no, I will not you with that. Uh the start of the session. There's a lot of communication, a lot of uh, outreach uh, where God
0: reached. All right. Mr. Masebe, I'm I'm not sure what's wrong with with your line. Are are you able to move around a little bit for us because uh, we're losing you there?
1: Yeah, okay. I'll try to move around.
0: Yes, that's much better. You can go on. Say uh, since the
1: start of our vaccination uh, program, uh the private sector partner all other partners have really reached out to the public uh, to uh, convey the message about uh, the need uh, the va- vaccination. Uh, so there's been a lot of information including where people can go so on, When we use that with
0: uh, 70% of the All right, Mr. Masebe, unfortunately, we're going to have to leave it there. That line is simply not holding up. Um, and yeah, we're not going to be able to get his full response to that question. I also wanted to ask him, you know, about this sanitizer in the health department that has, that has had to be disposed of uh, because it expired. Sanitizer that was procured uh, last year to the tune of 12.7 million Rand. They now have to throw it away because it expired. Um, But even the expiry date is shorter than what should be prescribed um, when it comes to uh, this kind of of, of product. And yeah, I wanted to hear, you you know, where are we? Where are we in terms of ensuring that not just the procurement processes around COVID-19 are correct, but also The quality of products that are being procured are actually worth what is being paid for. Uh, Unfortunately, we're not going to get to that either. So we'll take a quick break. I'm back with your voice notes and then I will continue.